With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In America, it's estimated that 4% of people in prison are actually innocent. When I saw them for the very first time, like I knew who my jury was going to be doing trial. To be honest, I knew I lost then. In 2002, the state of Georgia found Kerry guilty for his alleged involvement in a vicious rape. Only a small percentage of those people have their convictions overturned. You know, as one great justice said uh, many years ago, we don't find our witnesses from church pews. What series of events led to Kerry's wrongful conviction? Could this happen to anyone? What finally convinced the courts to overturn his conviction? From Zapier, in partnership with the Georgia Innocence Project, this is The 4%. Listen anywhere you get your podcasts or visit zapier.com forward slash resources forward slash podcasts to learn more. Hi everybody, welcome back to the Gallagher Shots podcast and YouTube channel. Once again, we are joined by Ryan Taylor for part three of Ryan Taylor's special. This is becoming a monthly thing now, Ryan. It's it's every month you, you, you're cropping up on you. I think it's getting worse than them um, Too Fast, Too Furious movies, isn't it? Isn't more than them? <laughs> the Rock's going to pop up in a bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, this one is going to be slightly different, though. So on this one, it, it's not a, a question and answer or, or an interview with yourself. What it is going to be is is you talking us through your ultimate starting eleven from players that, that you played alongside in your career. And we've been having a conversation beforehand in relation to this one. Um, you've already got your formation all lined up. You changed it at the last yeah. minute, something which which Steve Bruce can't do. But but you've managed to change yours, mate, at the last hurdle. Yeah. Um, so you've gone for, for a 4 2 three, one, if that's correct. I have, yeah. I, I think I originally told you I was a 4 4 two man, but when I looked at my players, I have to go 4 2 3. So I think you might change it three times. Um, well, twice, oh, okay. sorry. I think you went with 4 4 two, then you changed it to 4 3 3, and now we're 4 2 3 <clears> 1. 
Is that because I, you couldn't shoe home players in certain positions? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a one-dimensional manager. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, it's just with the players, I, I, I had to get rid of, get in. It just sort of seems like it works. So this team right now that you're going to go through, could this team challenge for anything in the Premier League, in your mind? If they're to be placed in the Premier League right now, could they win anything, whether that be the Premier League or a cup? Um, I'd, I'd definitely go along the lines of cup, yeah. Because um, if you like, you know, I never ever got that luxury of playing in a team that was league winners. Um, but I look at my team and think there's some, there's some top players in there. There's a, there's a, there's a few goals. Great. Well, let, let's let's get straight down to it. So, <clears throat> starting in goal, mate. Who have you gone for in goal? Okay. Um, two goalies stick out in mind in my career. And, and one who I'm very good friends with is Chris Kirkland. Very good goalkeeper, just injured a lot. Um, so, but he's going to hate me, but I had, to, I had to get rid of him because <laughs> um, this lad proved his worth, especially in, you know, the years I played with him and and for such a young goalie, and then obviously went on and obviously plays for his country and, and, and has done very, really well, is, is Tim Cruel. Um, just because of his all-round presence, he was never shy. He, 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 was, a, he was a good, good guy in the dressing room. Could have set a few. Um, and he was a winner. He hated losing, hated conceding goals. And I just went with Tim because... I played, I played more games with Tim than I did with Big Kirky. Mm. Tim Crow's career at Newcastle United, I think when he first break, broke onto the scene, I think it was, you, you'll, you'll know it exactly, but it was a European game where he got his debut yeah. for Newcastle. Yeah, was, it know, under, yeah. was it under Glenn Roder? It was, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, I mean, we talked about Glenn, God rest him, um, um, on a previous episode of Extra Time, and that's one of the the instilling moments of Glenn Roder's managerial career, that picture of him having an arm round, I think it was Palermo, yeah, having an arm round Tim Krull at the end of the game. He made, he didn't just make his debut, but he made some fantastic saves that game. And, and from then, obviously, Gibbons left, Harper's became number one, but Harper got his injuries and Krull just kept. I mean, even that uh, first first game of the championship season, Ryan, we, we talked about so much in the first episode. Um, Steve Harper got injured, Krull comes on, yeah. Make some great saves. We end up drawing the game one-one, and I always think that that's a very important point in that season to to build on. That we go to West Brom, who we're going to be fighting for the title or promotion with, which we end up doing, and we end up drawing one-one, and we kick on from there. Uh, yeah. And and Tim Krull, you know, uh, seemed to be that that trusty number two, and then he ends up being <clears> number one from probably halfway through the next season and onwards. Yeah, he was he was he was a good keeper and fair play to him because he had a he had big Fraser Forster challenging him. And in my eyes, Fraser for me was just a bigger presence. He was massive. And I always yeah. thought if I looked at them, Tim's very slight, you know, not a very big guy. Fraser, big commanding guy, I'm thinking he's gonna be your goalie, but then it was Tim. Um, and I would have, I would have on on appearance and look, I'd have just gone well. Big Fraser's probably the one who's going to get his chance, but then Tim gets his chance and never look back. Mm. I think Tim Krull. I think I'm probably guilty of this. And when I look back at, at Tim Krull's mm. career, then then he had a fantastic um, run at Newcastle United. Of course, he's an even more so now that that like you mentioned in national football. Now he's 
fantastic football at Norwich as well there. Um, but with, with Kroll, I think towards the end of his career, before he left Newcastle United, there were so many goals that, that were going past him and fans were, were putting him at fault and I blame for some of those goals. And, and like I said now, I probably hold my hands up and think I was probably a bit too harsh on him because careers were, he was fantastic for this club. Yeah, no, he did. He, he done well. Um, lonely place though, being a goalie, I imagine. Horrible, I bet. Um, you know, because the minute you concede one or two and you think, oh, it's my fault and you're dreading that next shot, I bet you. So, you know, mm. fair plays. Um, you need you need, you need, need to be odd to be a keeper. And I'll say that. And they all are. I've never met a normal goalkeeper. <laughs> a lot of people are supposed to be yeah. nuts as well. Yeah, they? yeah they're, they're a different breed. I mean, let, let's face it. Would you rather score or would you rather me boot the ball at you? Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, That's and, true. You know, uh, so why would you want to get the ball lamped at you every day in a week, as a, as opposed to someone who could just go and like float one in the top corner? You know, it's yeah. like got to be hard to be a goalie, mate. Yeah, great. And obviously, Tim Quill had that fantastic performance against Spurs as well. Yeah. Um, I think he, he must have saved about twenty shots of that game. Yeah. I think we went. Did we not win one nil as well? The yeah, Perez yeah, not yeah. score the winner. Yeah, that? Uh, Remy, 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 yeah. Remy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but but yeah, um, right. So moving further up the field, um, start on well next up to, to your defence. Um, okay. So you've gone for the back. <clears throat> yeah, I've gone for the back. My right back. I I've put him in, even though I changed with him a lot. Um, and he was there throughout the time when I was I was injured and moved on. Um, again, I just loved the way he played because he was just he's just robust. He just loved to get up. He loved defending. He loved getting in, building up attacks and stuff like that. It's Matthew Debushi. Um and uh, do you know what? I wish earlier on he was he he. I completely forgot about him, but he was a nutter on, <laughs> on on the source. Um, he. He when he when he he didn't have he couldn't just have one or two, that wasn't him. It was either yeah. no drinks or forty. It was like, <laughs> like, and he and I, I completely forgot about him. But now I look at him, think of him like he was my nutter. But as a player, he's gone in there as a player and a person because he come into our dressing room and we you know we had a close knit French group, but they never like they never sort of kept themselves away from the English or the, the Argentinians and um, they always got involved but you know they and and, and as a guy he he, um, he was top 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 guy and a, and, a, and a good player who I enjoyed training with and playing with when I got the chance another player got a big move as well, well. <clears throat> yeah 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 and you know obviously played for his country um, so you know got recognised and and, and and gets his move, but but yeah, good good all round, solid right back. Yeah, um, you mentioned previously as well that that you said Johan Kabay used to keep himself away um, from the likes of after train events, uh, as you can put it. But obviously, he, he was best friends with, with Debussy. One of the reasons yeah. Debussy came to the club. Um, it's just a, a strange, obviously. Paul opposites, really, when you think about good friends. But like I said, uh, Debussy, absolutely crackers, and Johan Kabay was quite reserved. Yeah, I know. And again, it, it's like the old saying, isn't it? You know, they, you know, opposites attract, and they were complete opposite. But, but you know, best mates off the off the off the, off the pitch. Um, which yeah, you you would never have put them two 
together on a daily basis. But yeah, just they obviously clicked. Yeah, I think how long did he spend at the club? Was it two years he spent at Newcastle? What wasn't it? A, a yeah. large amount of time um, mm. that, he, that he was at the club. And he was one of those players. Was it Yanmat that came in to replace Debussy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. yeah so Daryl Yanmat that came in. Um, right, so moving across <clears throat> in, into okay. your centre back positions. Well, I had to put him in because he, he was Mr. Newcastle. I had to put Tails in because I, I'd, I'd spent a lot of time in my youth with the England setups playing with Tails. And then, obviously, in the, the Newcastle days, I played a lot with Tails. Um, and he was just, for as much of the camaraderie, you know, he, he obviously, and the playing up and all the acting and everything else. And, he, you know, he, he was a, he was solid. Uh, Tails was just like, you know, he wasn't amazing on the ball. Um, he, but, but what he was, was if you said, I, I knew centre-forwards, Hated going up for a header with him because his elbows were sharp, like posh. <laughs> and he'd be like, "What, what, what, what?" But so as as a centre half, I mean, I could I could have chose some proper football and centre half who I've played with, uh, but I've obviously I've I've tried to keep this a lot Newcastle. Uh, but Tails was for me. I just put him in there because he, I played a lot with him, and when I when I played with him, he I enjoyed. That like little relationship we we had, especially when I played right back and he was right centre half. Because when I played left back, I, I'd never see him because it would be Colo normally on the left. Mm. But yeah, that, for tails he goes in just purely because he he just he was a centre forward's nightmare. Especially you know he had some good tussles with the likes of Drogba and your big strikers. Uh, he was never shy. Uh, to to throw his head in where it hurts. So yeah, tails goes in just on merit. Yeah, it's a show to be honest with you. Like <laughs> you said, there, Mister Newcastle, and, and if you're gonna want one player to represent the club in regards to to understanding uh, as a, as a fan's point of view, then you could probably argue Tim Krull. Obviously, of course, he is Dutch, but he spent a lot of his time at this club from from a youth growing up, and he he understood the the club as well. Yeah. We mentioned on the previous podcast about how how upset he was losing a derby, but like you've said there, Taylor, I don't think you can look any further than than Stephen Taylor. Yeah, uh, again, again, you just you look at it and think, Mister Newcastle loved the club. Probably, if he could, would have been a one man club if, if 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 given the you know. The contracts mm. and everything else, um, but it's a tough position to nail down for one. You know, there's only you know you look at Carragher. There's not many Jamie Carragher's about, is there? Um, so yeah, Tails goes in there because he loves the club and he wanted nothing but success. But you know, like I said earlier, he, he on the ball, he's a little bit suspect now and again. Loved like a big diag stuff like that, but. You know, sometimes it looked like a bit of a hot potato on his feet and stuff like that. And he used to get a little bit of stick from, especially Joey. Um, Joey shout to him in the, just in like if we were doing any possession and he'd give the ball away was, it's not a bomb. <laughs> 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 I just feel like, oh no. <laughs> um, but, you know, he, but as, as a, just as a package, Tails goes in there because he's Mr. Newcastle. Also great for set pieces in more than one oh, way. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, didn't wasn't your first assist against West Brom for a Stephen yeah. Taylor goal? It was, yeah. Corner whipped yeah. in, three-two yeah. win. West Brom away. See you Taylor, later, Taylor. Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. Matty, how even how do you know that? Like, I'm let's sure be honest. How do you know, know that? that? 
That's why I've got a girlfriend. That's why I've got a girlfriend. She just loves my uh, Newcastle knowledge. <laughs> so, uh, who have you got alongside Stephen Taylor? Um, best ball playing centre half for me I ever played with is Colo. Um, <clears throat> I mean, you know, if you only you could see him on a daily basis, he would nine times out of ten be one like if not the best player in training every day. His attitude, his commitment to everything. Um, yeah, Colo goes in there. He was mm. for me. He, you know, he's he was the best centre half I ever played with and alongside. Ryan, what was your was your captain? Yeah, I I would say yeah. Um, I've had a few good captains in in my past. Um, <clears throat> yeah, arguably, probably probably my my favourite captain. Yeah. What was your opinion of him when you first went to the club? Because obviously that was the relegation season. And when we had Colaccini, his stock was pretty low. Like a lot of people weren't a big fans of him. And then we go down and he became this stalwart behemoth at the back, like you said, playing the ball as well. And then he took that into the next two seasons. For me, the next two seasons in the Premier League, I've not seen a centre-half quite like him for Newcastle. He's always in my favourite eleven. That yeah. Colaccini... So yeah, did you feel yeah, like yeah. did you did you see that sort of lack of confidence when you first met him and then it grew when we got when we got uh, prom- uh, well relegated then promoted? A hundred percent, yeah. Because when when even playing against him when I was at Wigan, we would target him a bit because you could see he hadn't adapted to the English way of playing. Um, and you know he's come over, he's got long curly hair, and you you just like what you know get test this fella, you know he's not comfortable. But then it's only when you actually play with the you know with these players and 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 like you say he's settled in, he's found his feet, he's comfortable, fans like him, grows in confidence, and then he he turns into a completely different player. And that's what he was. I played with that player, who I watched him change as, as a player, as a person, gets the armband, um, and yeah, by by far the best centre half I ever played with. Yeah, also a player who managed to, to break his spine, um, <laughs> carrying a ball. Um, he tried to overhead kick <laughs> on the on the byline toward, towards our own. In fact, it was close <clears> at the corner flag. He didn't even have to do it, but he, he makes this acrobatic overhead kick and breaks his back doing it. <laughs> I actually I remember him breaking Peter Couch's teeth as well. He so did. He, he did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. people that haven't listened to it, there is an episode on the Peter uh, Crouch podcast where hey, yeah. he says that that Colicini, um, knocks his teeth out and the, the physio comes and the doctor comes on the field and Peter Crouch is lying there just saying, oh, just find me teeth and put them back in as if you could just slot yeah, your teeth yeah. back in. Yeah. No, I remember that game actually, yeah. Yeah, so he said he was picking his teeth up off the ground. It's not the first time because Colicini also kicked Demba <clears throat> Ball in the face um, and yeah. I think that was on, on Demba's return to St. James's Park as well. He, he was naughty, you know, like... He, he used to he used to go after Suarez a bit, whether that was the South American. He got sent but, off once, I think. Yeah, he got sent off, yeah. But yeah. He, he he you know he had a little switch in him where you you'd be like, no, like like you could see it coming ten seconds before and you're like, No, no, no. Like he had he had a flip of a switch in telling you know. Obviously, do, do you I feel think, as if you need that though, right? Do you feel as if in, in that squad you need that one player who is a bit edgy, you're thinking at any point he could burst here? 
you, you would like you 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 would like to say yes, but you would like it in a controlled manner. Mm. You don't like you know the last thing you want to do is go down to ten men, um, and and with people like him, it's it's either he'll win the ball or it's not the ball, <laughs> um, and it and he doesn't even care if it's the ball or not. Like he's going purposely to give someone one, um, mm. and yeah, I don't mind a bit of that, but. But be a little bit careful. Yeah, I think it might be in a pre-season game, or it might be in a, a European qualifier, one of them. And, and there was this young, I think we're playing a Portuguese team. I might be wrong, Matt. You'll you'll remember. Yeah, yeah, no, um, yeah. Pre-season was a yeah. Portuguese team, was it? Yeah, I think so. I and Colo, this kid, he must be about five foot tall. I swear to God, and Colo's just got him by his neck, just strangling this kid. And I think he had sent off. Does, did he not get sent off, Matty, in that game? Uh, both, both, both players got both sent off. Both get sent off. He's literally, honestly, there's a photo on it. And it, it, it looks like he's killing him. It looks like he's yeah, legit it replicates, the guy. Yeah. Do you know when Homer Simpson strangles Bart Simpson? He's just strangling. <laughs> it, it, it's like that. And I, I'm thinking, it's pre-season, Colo. What, what are you doing? Yeah, he was. I thought that, well, again, that's. it didn't matter whether it was pre-season or an FA Cup final or a Champions League game or anything, whatever he was playing in. Ate that switch as soon as he crossed the line, it just had that like mentality of same. This game's the same as the game I'm playing next mm. week and the week after. Yeah. Just... Also, got sent off in a derby, which which he shouldn't have been get, got sent off in. Um, yeah, it was a shoulder barge, he got sent off, which got rescinded as well. Um, which yeah. was infuriating. Um, so moving across to the, to the left hand side, mate. Okay, um, let me. I play well, I play with this lad from when I was, um when I was about 10 years old. Uh, then we went our separate ways. And when I went to Tramier, he went to Wigan. Then we met back up again when I went to Wigan. Uh, we travelled in together every day, spent a lot of time with him. And then he went on to be an absolute stalwart for Everton. Um, his Leighton Baines. Um, because, you know, the career he had was just, it was just too good to leave him out. Um, and, I, you know, I had to take my Newcastle head off just for this position. Yeah. Because he was, you know, I'd never really ever seen it coming from when I was a kid to what he then became. But when he became, you know, he'll go down as probably Everton's best ever left back um, because of the goals, assists, everything. He was just a, a, he was a left back that, you know, you put in the bracket of Ashley Cole, people like that. And then these players are Premier League greats in, in, in that position. So, for me, you know, it was a toss-up between him and Jose because Jose was an absolute bull. He was yeah. a he was a machine, Jose and BK. When he got motoring up that wing, there was no stopping him. But I play with Leighton all my life. Um until we obviously, you know, went our separate ways, met up. But you know, we lived around the corner from each other and I just it was too hard to leave him out of the team. I'll always remember when um, uh, it was when he was about to move to Everton. Uh, Sam Allardyce was Newcastle manager at the time, and Sam Allardyce was <clears throat> signing a lot of players for Newcastle. And it, there was some heavy links to trying to get Leighton Baines, and it was one player where I just thought, I "Hope we can get him. I hope we can get him." Because a bit yeah. like yourself, free kick taker, you know, dangerous from set pieces, and he, but he's ended up going, you know, following his his heritage and his. And his I think it must have been his boyhood club, was it, Ryan Everton? Do you know what? He was never a big football fan, which is obviously bizarre. <laughs> you always think you always think footballers are obviously they have a team and everything else. Mm-hmm. And grew up, but 
never ever got the sense that like he watched football like so maybe just staying close to home then I guess yeah home, uh, he, he obviously came out in the press afterwards and said he was an Everton fan um, so yeah but he wasn't a big Everton fan he wasn't like a, you know go on the game next week you know, yeah, like Everton yeah. fan he was just he was you know a, a, just an Everton fan and then obviously he then gets the chance to go and play for Everton it's like well you know Obviously, he's going to be a huge Everton fan now, but um, but yeah, but Jordan, like his younger days, it, you wouldn't have never have said, you would never have known who he supported. Yeah, yeah, right. So moving in, so uh, you've got two in front of uh, this back <clears throat> four. Um, are these two defensive yeah. players? They one is and one okay. one is a. You can say he, he is a little bit, but he's a ball player. Um, okay. Let, let's go with your defensive one. one. Let's go with your okay. defensive one, first of all. Okay. Well, we're going to go with a guy I, I spoke about in the last podcast, in the last one, when we when we, chopped, we we talked about him kicking trees down. Uh, <laughs> it's Czech. Um, because Czech was probably the hardest player I ever played with in terms of Thou, like, they shall not pass. Like, you will not pass me. Uh, <laughs> we used to do one, like, 1v1 training, 2v2 training, 3v3. And say, let's say, for instance, you're on the opposite team to me. Manager will say, do me, like, sort yourselves out in numbers one to say there's five. You're on one, two, three, like, four, five. Everyone's got a number. And in the opposite team, check is there. Nobody does want to match up with the same number that check is, because I'll tell you, you won't win. Like, <laughs> and you'll go off with a, some form of cut on your ankle or your just your shin, or you just or you're just gonna be lobbed on the floor. You you may as well just forget it because you just that's what that, that was what he he just threw that fear in you that you just like, oh not check. Like so he goes <laughs> in there because not only was he tough. He got round that pitch, especially when he came in. When he first came into Newcastle, he was an unknown. Like, mm. and everyone yeah. was like, oh, "Who's this fella?" And then he come in, and straight away after ten games, I remember the links with moves he was getting was like, "You know, this guy's the real deal." We found a little gem here, and he obviously mm. ended up staying for a couple of years. Um, and that form didn't really stay. Uh, like, he didn't sustain that form as such. He then just. He didn't really get on the ball as much uh, as what he did when he first came in. He used to love getting on the ball, being dead busy, but he just became a little bit more robust and be a bit more defence-minded when a bit later on. Uh, but Czech was, for me, like that little sitter in front of the back four. <laughs> he'll, he'll mop anything up. He kind yeah. of followed the trajectory of the club to a certain degree, I would say. I mean, he came in, or Christopher Wave was being promoted. We had a good season, even though Hewton left, and then the fifth, when we finished fifth, I mean, he had a huge part of playing that. And then as things got, let's say, worse, I'd say his sort of performances didn't stand out as much and he was in and out of the team. I don't know if you'd agree with that. Yeah, no, I do, yeah. Um, but like I said then, when he come in and he, everyone was, wow, who's this guy then? And it just sort of sp- like spiralled a little bit in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, as you know, obviously now you look back, I did notice that because if he, you know, if he either carried on that form, he, he, someone Champions League would have snapped him up. You know, yeah. look at look at obviously like 
like a Kante, do you know what I mean? Like that's what that he was our Kante when he came in, yeah, uh, into Newcastle. I think I think he's a very underrated in the Premier League. I think there's probably a lot a lot of other fans from different clubs that, that wouldn't even look at Atio and thinking he was a good player. But I think as a Newcastle fans perspective, we, we did appreciate. Teori when he was yeah and God rest yeah. his soul and he was a great lad as well um, I used yeah, to be a, a delivery driver um, and one of my patches was Jesmond where a lot of the younger players the Newcastle players used to live and I used to bump into the likes of Danny Simpson every day used to deliver him out, have a big crack with him and Teori um, moved into Shola Amiobi's house uh, Shola wasn't living there at this point yeah. I, I will say it but <laughs> there's an episode like a- Kevin Nolan, Andy Carroll, job. Right? Yeah, it wasn't like that. I imagine those two living in the same house. Um, but um, it's the same house where Shola Amiobi Shola, Ami done his episodes of Cribs. It was that house. Oh, yeah. And yeah, yeah. was living there. And I had a parcel for next door, but I recognised the registration plate. It just said Teotie, and it was a white, old American-style call that he had. Um, and I thought, I'm just, I'm not even going to try and deliver this to the correct house. I'm just going to go to Teotie's house to see if he'll accept this parcel. Um, I went and he wasn't there, but his family family were there. And I, I caught up with him a couple of days later. And it was before um, the the derby, the 5-1 derby, if I remember right. And I was having a bit crack with him. And he was there with his pals. And I, I was like, I'm going to have to get him to sign something. And I didn't have anything. Um, and I just went, um, will you sign me van? And I had this massive yellow and green van. I gave him a marker pen. And I swear to God, he just signed the signing <laughs> van. Checked Teotie 24. And I, I went back to the office there. I was chuffed a bit. Beaming I am. Like, oh, man. Teotie, blah blah blah, and I went to the gaffer. I said, Oh, you signed me van, and you should have saw the gaffer's face. Massive Sunderland fan, he's you're he taking the piss. I'm like, No, no, I told you, he signed the van, <laughs> he made us scrub that van. Imagine, like, obviously, he's, he's from Ivory Coast, and, and there's this Geordie lad going, Sign me van. You must think, Who is yeah. this? Who is yeah. this? I've had some random requests for like, Sign me arm, sign, sign me coat, or. Like, you know, sort of random, but like, never have I someone asking me to sign his van. Sign me van. There's a photo locking around on Instagram somewhere of two is signing me van. <laughs> so, who, who you got alongside him? Uh, well, he played alongside him a lot, which was Johan. Um, I, you can't leave Johan out. He was <clears throat> proper footballer. Uh, I think, again, went on and obviously went to PSG. Didn't really get too many games, but. He went to PSG really because he was just, you know, he had that silky play uh, about him. Um, and that like aura as well where, you know, he could step up and play that next level. Um, just a proper footballer. Goes in there, passing. Had a little bit of nastiness about him as well. Could could chuck a little bad one in. He could not. Um, <laughs> Um, I, mem- I remember a tackle against Jay Spearing. I think it was Jay Spearing away at Anfield. He scored that game, and there was a tackle he threw in. And I just thought, and I, he saw I had a couple of Liverpool fans as friends, and they were just saying, "Oh, he's the dirtiest player." And yeah. I, you soon realised. I mean, it, uh, he came back against Palace as well, and he put a number on. I think it was Yedlin. I don't know if it was Yedlin, Chris. I don't know if you remember that. No, it wasn't Yedlin. Yeah. It was. It, was, it wasn't Yedlin because it was. It was just before he went down. But anyway, I'll always remember uh, Lascelles getting in his face, and he could. He, he did have a, have a little bit of yeah, bite about him. Yeah, he did, yeah. But do it in like a clever way. Very subtle, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Whereas when we was chatting about Carlo before, he was just, he was just, it was obvious. Um, yeah. But, you know, but, you know, but Cabs was, I used to, and obviously we'd taken set plays. I spent a lot of time with Cabs and the quality he had was 
top draw. Yeah. yeah. He I just think... like you said though, he just had that aura about him as well, didn't he? Like you said, he yeah. was a, a silky player, but I think obviously Newcastle players with Kabai, we we thought he he's an absolute superstar him, an absolute superstar. Well, and obviously yeah. it didn't end too well, obviously he he refused to get in the coach uh, for for one of the games. Which was he trying to force a move to to Arsenal? Was it Man City? Was one of those two clubs? Yeah. He's trying to force a move yeah, to. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, again, that that wouldn't have gone down too well in 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 the club and in the dressing room. But you're looking back and you you, you remember him, and I I always remember him when he very first signed, and I think he turned up in a suit and all that. He did, know, like, and he, yeah. and he and he looked the nuts from them from the off, and every day. He would. He'd be the best. I mean, if there was one player in my team who best dressed as him, every day, like he would. He you could. He, he spent. He spent time in the morning on his outfit for sure every day, and it would always be new gear. And you're just like, you can't carry this on, surely. Like every day, like. But but yeah, he did every day. Like new gear, smelled great as well. Always topped up with aftershave, just like. Kept it up, do you know what I mean? A fair play to him because sometimes you want to just chuck a trackie on him, you know? Yeah, nah, not him. He had his ripped jeans on with his high top boots, and you're like, Yeah, he looks cool. Him and his me and my trackie looking like that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> who, who smelled better? Was it um, Johan Goodbye or Alan Pardew? Because <laughs> uh, I'm not sure I'm if sat- you know this, but there's a rumor going around that Alan Pardew wears dupe. Oh, does he? Yeah. Well, he definitely <laughs> wasn't that good then. <laughs> um, no, no, got cabs for me all day long. He'll have the expensive stuff on. Yeah, he'd have like unicorn piss or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very hard to get hold of. <laughs> right. Um, in fact, that, that, that partnership, those two, once again, I've said that that Tioia probably was underrated in the Premier League, but that partnership, those two, they were great for this club, and that season that that might you mentioned earlier, that that season that we finished fifth, those two together were. were yeah, if you knew you were starting a good game with with those two side by side, you knew you had the best of both worlds with those. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they were good, and obviously I got to play a lot that season, and to play with them, you know, they were two players you definitely rely on. Um, mm. You know, home away, they were you know solid. A solid player in check, and then your your flair and your 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 all round play with with cabs like yeah. Mm. And I, I I would probably go as far to say like <laughs> since since both yourself and, and Johan left the club, I've never really been confident when we get a free kick on the edge of the box. I've totally always, agree. Yeah, totally when agree. we get it, I'm thinking <laughs> we probably haven't got a chance here. Uh, yeah, I mean, I look I, I when I do watch it, I mean, I think Almiron had had one, and I would say Townsend had a shout maybe. Yeah, yeah, well, six months. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't, I can't think of anyone in that team. Now, go, go on. He'll, he'll, he'll write for one in. I mean, I'm sure even Callum's tried, tried to have, have a few, and it, there's not really just one. You go, go on. Like it's over to you. Because I remember we played Chelsea away years ago. <clears throat> I think we ended up getting a draw last game of the season, possibly, and we must have got about four or five free kicks. And, it, and you know, I I I'd put one over at the wall, everything else, and then Joey then comes over and like I want this one, and then I could see Pard shouting on, no, no, you have it, you take it, because it, it might not be going so well, but it's just that one that might mm. go in, um, and he doesn't want Joey on it, 
because Joey doesn't practice, but Joey's like, well, you've had a few now, let me have one. But you know, we, I always just recall Beckham against Greece. Must have had yeah. 10, but the but one mattered, you know. Um, and then a yeah, manager's he had, he had an absolute stinker that game with, with free oh, kicks, mate. He did until yeah. that last one. Was that, but, um, Chelsea, was that Chelsea one, the one where you hit Jonas and it went in? Was that one where Jonas hit off his back and it goes could, in and he's, could, he's run away claiming it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know they stole my goal, didn't they? So, so who who you got in front of these two, mate? Well, you, you've gone for three um, in front of these, is that right? Yeah, so, so, so we'll start yeah, with the center. Oh, who's who's in front? Bang in the center. Okay, so, he, 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 well, Johan is like a six, and Czech is like a four, because um, Johan won't just sit like Czech. So then, but I've gone for like a false ten eight, and and it's just for his goals. His goals, I mean. His goals basically won us the championship. And, you know, he was just always in the right place at the right time. And I always wondered how he did it. And I always wondered how he managed his body because he loved the point. And, um, and how, because if, if I had a drink, I couldn't train well for days. But this guy could. And I, not that like I wanted to be a drinker, but I just didn't know how he managed it. Was big Kevin Nolan. Yeah. Um, I think I anybody listening now knows exactly the player that you were going to say <laughs> yeah. on that build up, mate. Um, and as goals, you know, you, you look back at you know, that championship season some without huge him. Goals. There's some massive goals, last minute winners, hat tricks, you know, and and again, it all it all didn't really end too well with Kev. I think he wanted a longer contract because he wanted some security, maybe. I, he wasn't getting it. Then, obviously, Big Sam and West Ham and the connection. Mm-hmm. And then, not 100% sure on the whole deal as to why he left. Um, big voice in the dressing room, big personality, good captain. Um, you know, if there was a team meeting, he'd be up, he'd be, he'd be speaking, like, you know, and you can see why he's obviously, he's gone straight into management and, yeah. and coaching and, and 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 I was very surprised that Moyes taking him in because he's not a Moyes, you know, he's not never been in Moyes' team. But he obviously knows he's a big character, big voice. Ex West Ham, get him in. And he can be he can be my middleman. He's back uh, alongside Alan Carroll as well, wasn't he, when he went to West Ham? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, but, but for, for, for what he did when I played with him and the goals he scored, he goes in there just on just on, on mm. goals alone. He was um, just used to pop up, mate, honestly, yeah. corner, at the back post, boom, little tapping, and he's off doing his chicken dance. You're like, yes, if, I was stood there, if I was stood there, it wouldn't come to my head, I guarantee you that. <laughs> like, and it just always fell for him. And, you know, like we said, then he scored some really important goals, especially in that championship season. I'll, I'll always remember a goal away at Preston. Um, I'll yeah. always remember a last-minute winner against Doncaster. But again, oh, he, could, yeah. he seemed like he could score sometimes just different types of goals because you like to say them little late runs, headers, and, and yeah. tap-ins. But then like his overhead kick against Sheffield United yeah, the night yeah, we yeah. won the championship, like it was crazy. Yeah, he did. He, you know, he'd never get pick the ball up thirty yards out. Bang! He would just be in the box somewhere, and he'd find whether it would be a volley or a, or a header or 
an, an overhead, like you said, it just 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 used to be naturally like in the right place at the right time. Well, you look at obviously you you've gone down in, in folklore and cement yourself as a cult hero for scoring one goal against Sunderland. Imagine mm. scoring three in one game against Sunderland. Four no. seasons went went through the roof. Four in a season, yeah. His, his yeah. stock went through the roof. And yeah. like you said, it was right place, right time with Kevin Nolan in that game. Uh, of course, but I mean, yours might tell me different, but I never really hear as much of it as maybe what it should. You're right. I, I would say you're yeah. right. I, I think maybe it has something to do with I don't know. We were all gutted when he left. Well, I'd like speaking for myself, really. I was, I was, I was gutted when he left. Um, and I just think that maybe I don't know whether it's your history with the club and just you were there a bit longer and it was that one nil. It's like you said, imagine if Dan Goslin would have scored that goal at the end yeah. of that one nil. The fact that you're synonymous with that with that one nil. But I mean I mean Kevin Nolan, he had his own chant about, you know, scoring against the Markhams and stuff. But yeah. I, you are right. I would say that your goal against at the Stadium of Light is probably mentioned more than a hat trick. In James Park, whether that's right yeah. or wrong, I mean, I still love that hat trick. What a special day that because was! I think yeah. it's probably because of the whole display in that game. To, to be honest with you, because yeah. we literally battered, battered some in that yeah. game. Sure, sure, got a brace. Yeah, mm. it was. How Andy Carroll didn't score? Jesus, yeah. like, because the yeah. amount of chances that he had, and, and for some reason that it, it just wasn't find the, the, the back of the net. Then he, he hit the crossbar with a, a shot, didn't he? For shoulders um, goal, for sure. And sure, comes in. But but you say that right. You say that about Kevin Nolan, but I actually named my my firstborn after him. So, so my firstborn yeah. is called Nolan. Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. Ah, oh, very nice. So but, yeah, first yeah. firstborn's called Nolan. So yeah, he, he's he's my he's my little. I won't give him a free roll, but I'll give him a license. Get to in the box. Next. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, so so let's go to the left hand side <clears throat> of him now. Okay, so on the left, I have to put him in because. He's probably my favourite ever player I played with. Uh, just that, just as a player, right in training, he didn't even know what he was going to do, and you're going to you're going to know Rhea straight away because <laughs> he could run through four players, and somehow he'd still have the ball, and it could have gosh gone bing 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 bing, bing and he'll still somehow have it, and I don't know how he did it. Again, you know. He didn't run past people like Messi does and all that, but he still had the ball. Um, and and obviously, you know, his, his work to come back into playing at the top level just shows you what a guy and what a person he is. So Jonas goes in because I played in that season with him. And without him, I, and if I had anyone else in front of me that year, they would not, they would not have, I'd say... Not kept me in the team, but they wouldn't have helped me nowhere near as much as him because mm. he knew I were in a natural left back. So he knew that if we were under the cosh or if I was faced with a 1v1 or a 2v1, I could rely on him to not be up the pitch. He would be back with me, but then in the attack, he'd be up the pitch. The engine on him was superb. Um, and like I say before, he wasn't he wasn't really a left winger that'd run down the line and whip one in. He somehow bumble one in and like, you know, <laughs> you might create might create a chance. But a goal that always sticks in mind and I, I love it because it's a typical Jonas goal, is wolves away, bumbles his way through, shells a dummy to I think it was Roger Johnson. He goes off that way, 
and then he and then he and then he puts it in. But you know, I just love like the, I just like as a guy, he was just like my favourite person I've ever played with. If I could like, and it showed on that picture before, you know, when you when you got it up, that you know, I just I, he's a guy I just have so so much admiration for. Mm. I think, I think, he, I think yeah, with, with Jonas, or might before you jump in, I think with Jonas, yeah. like like you mentioned there, Ryan, he compliments the player that's playing behind him massively. Mm. And like you said, if, if it had been any other player in front of you, then then they, they wouldn't give you that much protection, I, I want to say. Um, because Jonas was an absolute grafter. He was. A, oh, a yeah, massive he was, grafter. Yeah. You could tell by the end of the game, he was blown out of his arse half the time. Yeah. Yeah. I think he epitomised the new the Newcastle. What what everyone says doesn't matter where you're from, Argentina, London, Newcastle, whatever. That if you try hard, if you we can see that you're grafting, yeah. we might not be happy with the results we're getting, and we might think, oh, he needs changing or whatever. But we're not going to slag you off because we knew he'd leave everything on the pitch. And yeah, just yeah, echo yeah. what Chris Chris was saying. I'll always remember, you know, when young Shane Ferguson came into the team just because yeah. of injuries, you'd always tell that he'd be dropping deeper. To sort of cover him, like you've just said about you being in an unnatural left back position, it sort of helped that. I think he played left back for, did he play left back for Argentina at the time? Yeah, and yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. So that, that, that must have helped to have that sort of a guy who sort of knows, all right, I know where I need to be. He might be in trouble. So I'll, I'll come back and, and double up on whoever's running at him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he was a joy to play with him to be behind because you knew he just had your back, like you say. And he had that little, he had that inkling that he's not a left back here. Whereas yeah, though, yeah. a lot of wingers will go, who's the left back? Oh, you can do that. Like, you know. <laughs> That's I, your I, job, I, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, whereas he knew. And, it, you know, it, the donkey work he used to put in was unbelievable. Um, and he'd be one of the first players I'd like, you know, like, you know go thank after the game. Like, you know, because the work he put in, like you say. And we used to get stats every, every Monday and see work rates, everything else. Because, the cameras that are in the stadium pick up on yeah. all, all the running stats and how much sprinting you've done to walk and to jog and to everything. Um, and then, it, um, it, you know, he's always top of the pile for just for like as high intense work. Uh, I'd imagine but, a great presence of, to, to just be in the dressing room as well. Yeah, yeah, he was, yeah. Um, and, like, and, and that's why I just had a really good relationship with him because he was just dead easy to bounce off. Um, and if you were in having a good day, then you have to sit by him for five minutes, and you'd just be like smiling again. You know, he's that type of fella. Mm. So the other side, mate, the right hand side, the complete opposite, Jonas. No, no, that's coming. But um, but but the best player I ever played with, um, Hatem Ben Arthur, uh, without doubt, the most talented footballer I ever played with. Um, uh, who, who was it? Um, I think I, I got asked a question on something not long ago. And I think it might have been on Instagram and I was just doing like a QA, and a I think just myself, probably just bored in lockdown. I was like, anyone got a question? And I could not keep up with the questions. I was like, I didn't <laughs> expect that many questions, but like one of them was best player you ever played with. And I've played with some very good players, but natural talent was him. But then on the flip side of that, like I'm saying, on I get a message off Robbie Keane, cheers, mate, and all that. You know? <laughs> and I'm like, no, 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 like you know, you obviously you know different positions and all this, like trying to like <laughs> cover my own back. But 
I mean, the seasons when he was on it, I mean, you know, you look at them Bolton goal, that Bolton Blackburn goal, rare occasions then, but come from special people. And, and he was, that was him. And, and if he just had that switch to go on, and then after games, turn it off, but then on a game, he has to turn it on again. And he could do it for 90 minutes. He would have been like top, like top club all the way playing Champions League football. Um, mm. And I just think that's why like some managers just haven't touched them because that that switch just he just goes, Yeah, go ahead, I'll I'll do it for ten minutes. I'll nah, do I you can't feel as if with, with Hadam he needs that that right sort of relationship behind him, not not just necessarily outside of, of football. Because I know I know you mentioned on the previous podcast uh, last month there uh, that it might be in the people that he was hanging around with outside of, of football and outside of the training ground, whoever he was knocking around with then. But he's gone and obviously he's had a fallout with, with the majority of managers that he's worked under. One of them being, being a current manager when he went to Hull um, said that he's the most laziest player that he, he's yeah. ever seen. And you can probably understand why um, if he's not pulling his weight in training, then then fair enough. But is Hatton that sort of player? If, if he's not performing in training, He's still part of the team come come match day because he does have that ability in him. Yeah, but you've got to trust that player to do that though. And I suppose as a manager, there's only so many times you can do that. And if if it's still not twigging, you just go right after cut me ties them because mm. you can't have a player who does it one in five, especially that you're relying on. Um, so you can understand why managers can fall out with them and that. Again, it comes from. Like I said before, if he just had, if he had that that mental attitude of a lot of them players who are in my team, of like wanting to do it every single day, you know, like, well, I wouldn't have got the chance to play with him because he'd have been at, like he'd have been playing Champions League um, mm. all his I life. Think, but... I think the majority of the players that you mentioned mm. so far have had that that captain quality about them yeah. as well. And if you're looking for a captain. Adam Benoff that's probably the last person on your list. Of course, yeah. You know, because again, you, you couldn't really you can't you wouldn't rely on him as heavy heavily as what you would with, you know, Kevin Nolan, Colo, people like that, who were captains. You 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 would never have gone right, Hatam, you're a captain today because you're a leader. Because mm. you didn't know what Hatam was gonna turn up. Yeah. No. Anything yeah, I might no, no. I mean, it, I mean, everything Ryan said totally makes sense. I mean, look, look at his track record. Look where he's been since he's had limited success. And some, some. I think he won a cup in France recently. But it's just he keeps moving from club to club. And for me, that can only be the only variable is his own his own attitude. You know. So I mean, it is a massive shame. I know we've got a, a, a one of the the members of the Gallagher Shots Parish, Mark, who, who does not think much about Hatton Banatha, thinks he's one of the most overrated players Newcastle have had. But uh, we have to always argue with him and, and just say, you know, it's it's mm-hmm. not the case. Like he, he was a special special player. I think Kevin Keegan said something along the lines of, you know, you know when a goal is special when there's that moment of silence just before the ball hits the back of the mm. net. And I'll always remember that Bolton goal. I just you you, you just up on your seat all, every time he skips past the play, and as soon as he puts it past the keeper, Bogdan, I think, was in goal that day. 
and you just thought, oh my God, what have I just witnessed? What have I just yeah, witnessed? Yeah, yeah. You know, these days you'd probably be worried that there's been some <laughs> sort of infringement for VAR and it'll get cancelled out so you can't celebrate. But um, yeah. thankfully that wasn't the case that, that day and it was such such a special goal. And, and like you said, great, great play. Just a shame his attitude wasn't mm. to match it, you know? I think the greatest thing about that those goals as well, it's not necessarily the skill involved. It's the fact that players are trying the hardest to wipe him out. Not yeah. even trying to get the ball. They're just trying to take him down because they know what's coming. Yeah. Well, you try and train with that every day, then. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, it, it, it became habit to try and wipe him out. Um, but, but yeah, no, very, very. Um, you know, I think we when we said earlier, like wasted talent. It, by far, it was him. Mm. So finally, um, your, your last player on the team sheet probably is this the hardest one that you, that you had to choose from, or was this pretty easy for you? <sighs> Well, I mean, I look at it, and I have two, um, and and one is a one is a, a a legend in 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 the football striking world, and one I've I've got them both written down, but I've I've been swayed to the the one that really should go in. If it's people I've played with, mm-hmm. then he really should go in because he. He was, I mean, I, even though I only got to play with him for a couple of months and, and a handful of games, wow, he was good. Um, and that was the guy I spoke about before who, was, who knows he's a good player when he's texting and saying, why aren't I like your best player? But the other player I had was Denver Barr. Um, and he's down there because he was a very, very good player. Um, all-round striker. And that's why, yeah. you know, he goes and plays. Wasn't just a six-yard box striker. Could take a free kick, by the way. Um, yeah. I think he scored one at home against, what was it, West Brom? West, West Brom, yeah. 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 Um, and, but just, and could just, you know, his all-round play was, was very, very good. Um, and, and then it was just, just didn't really click when Pappy's come in because, the old voodoo doll and all that, um, you know. The he spells. got shifted out, didn't he? he? Got shifted out to the left hand side when Pappy's yeah, came. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and Pappy's always said that Denver or or the other way around because obviously they were into all that kind of gear. Then one of them said that because when the other one wasn't scoring and he was scoring, he's put like a he's put a spell on on me and all that, you know. And it's like <laughs> what. Like yeah, that, that that was what they believed in, but is that I, what was I, going on behind the scenes? We're blaming each other for for each other's downfalls. Yeah, like I I, I promise you, when the, the rumor was that if like one scored, and maybe when Pappy's come in and he was scoring from everywhere, and then Denver went scoring. I think you know the the rumors were flying around the dressing room that like he's saying that he's like he's done a voodoo doll on him and all that, like, and he he's basically. <laughs> to take his goals off him and all that, like, you know, which was obviously really bizarre. Um, but because I think I said naturally, natural striker in my last one was Denver, the, just a just a freaky striker was Pappies, but Denver was a really, really good striker, uh, all-round striker. But I just think I, I can't leave Robbie Keane out my team. I mean, how can you leave Robbie Keane out of your team? He's played everywhere he's gone and scored hundreds of goals. Um, and and I said before, you know, with him and Kevin, there's goals, hard time can chip in, 
and 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 it's just like I can't leave Robbie Keane out my team. Um, for that little amount of time, I trained every day and played with him. But um, didn't matter that we were in India. I got to see stuff that I'd never seen from any other striker, even at his age of about 35, 36. I got to see stuff that I'd never seen before. The movement, his brain was just different level. Mm. Yeah, I think the the, the thing that frustrates Newcastle fans, and it's not just Demma Ball, it's probably been a number of players where they've left the club to go on to what they believe is going to be bigger and better things and end up sitting on the bench. For yeah, clubs and, not, and that yeah. that infuriates me. Demba went to to Chelsea and, and you can't say the same with Lower Grammy. Um he, yeah. he went to Chelsea and Lower Grammy was very, very underrated. He 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 oh, had a glimpse yeah, of Thierry yeah. Henry about him. He, yeah. he was fantastic no matter where you put him across that front three, if it was left side, right side in the middle. And Demba once again he, he went to Chelsea. Of course he, he would have picked up a bigger wage packet and, and yes, he did go on and get a few medals, but how much impact did he have? Let, let's be honest. He, he could have gone down as a hero at this football club. Yeah. yeah. Well, you look, and, you know, if you ask, a lot of Chelsea fans will be like, Demabar, oh yeah, I remember he played mm. for Chelsea. Whereas, like you say, if he'd have stayed at Newcastle, a um, little bit longer, you know, and then, you know, he could have been there for years and, and like you say, gone on to be a hero. Um, but, Obviously, sometimes when you when you get foreign players, money can talk, and the whole, you know, they'll see London as a big attraction. They won't see mm. the fact that Newcastle is way more passionate. They won't see that than Chelsea. They'll just see, oh, London, oh yeah, go on, I'll go to London. Like, you know, because it's like the, the football world, the the passion is so different with, with Newcastle fans and Chelsea fans, and you know that's clear to see. Um, but players coming in, foreign players will just be like, "Oh yeah, I can go and live in London." Like that, mm. that that's what they'll be thinking, you know. Um, and 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 I bet you Denver was no different. Uh, yeah, okay, Chelsea were probably fighting for Champions League, leagues, cups a little bit more than what Newcastle were. But like you said, if he could have stayed on, you know, who knows what he could have created for himself as a person, as a player at Newcastle. Mm. For yeah. me, I mean, for, he's, he's. I mean, it's a. I don't think it's a ball claim, but I, I think Demobar is the best striker we've had since Shearer. In terms mm. of his overall play, I just thought he was an absolutely complete striker. That season, we finished fifth. Hat tricks against Blackburn, the hat tricks against Stoke. He was just quality. And it's funny how you you've mentioned Keane there because it sort of wraps it up in a little bow. Um, you know, Papasisi's debut against Aston Villa. I think was the only game that Demobar and Papasisi scored in the same game. Bar scores the first goal. We had an equaliser against us for Villa and CC scores a brilliant winner, but who scored the equaliser for Villa? Yeah, Mr. Robbie Keane. That's how it encapsulates your thinking there, mate. Yeah. Well, I nearly, I nearly broke my leg in that game. I had to go off injured. Um, oh, really? That was the, I, in the build-up to Denver's goal. If you, if you remember, the ball comes across. I've gone to have a shot and Stephen Warner has absolutely cemented me uh, and it felt a Denver, he scored. I'm lying in a heap. He's off celebrating, and I'm off, I'm off an ambulance to hospital. No. I thought I broke my leg, yeah. But I, I, it's like hematoma came on my leg, which was obviously like deep swelling. Um, and and then you know, my leg just went boop. Not like you see in cartoons, like <laughs> you, just swollen. Like, oh, my leg just went like that, yeah. So the ambulance came. Um, 
And yeah, no one ever, no one ever thanks me for the assist. Well, thank you, Ryan. Thank <laughs> well, you so much. Cheers, <laughs> mate. <laughs> um, finally, now, now that we've got you starting eleven, mate. Um, fine, we'll, we'll end it on this one. Manager, who are you choosing? I'm, I'm, I'm chucking a curveball at you here, mate. Um, because I, I didn't mention this in the build-up. This, but if, if you're picking one manager who's managed you in your career, who are you putting on the sideline? Um, do you know what? I've had some. I've had some really good managers who have enjoyed working under. Even when I I go back to my Tramia days, I worked under Brian Little. Do you remember him? Yeah. He, uh, what a guy! Like he came in. I'm a young kid. He's an oldish guy. Uh, used to come in and join in in the little boxes. Used to do, and all he did was try and like not make people. Uh, but he was just lovely fella. Good manager as well, really knowledgeable. Um, helped me a little bit to move on. Um, and then I went on, Paul Julie. Paul Julie was like, just different from by a little, complete opposite end of the spectrum. Um, could lose his rag, mate, like, you, like, like, like flipping a switch. Um, so I enjoyed, but I enjoyed working under him. But then it was only when I, I you know, and then I came to Newcastle and the, my one manager that sticks out because of what he'd done for me. And I not only when I played, but when I was injured, um, he made me feel like I was always involved with the team, no matter what. Uh, because I bet it's tough for the manager to get sold out. You, you, won't, you can't play for a year. It's like, well, what am I supposed to do with him then? But he never, ever let, left me to just do my own thing and see you when you fit was, was Pards. Pards was, for me, my best man manager I ever had in my life. Uh, and I, and I, I loved our relationship we had um, because it wasn't everyone's cup of tea. And I knew that um, even as a, not only as a person, but as a manager to come into the club, he wasn't everyone's choice. But as a player, you've got to deal with what you've got wasn't my choice I didn't choose him but then you build your relationship with him and over time and, and especially when he, he never left me out and, and he phoned me when I was in America and he told me that I was going to be doing some scouting for the club mm. I was like well do you know what you didn't have to ring me you don't have to get me involved but you want me involved so I just became really close to them especially whilst I had that time out uh, so for yeah. me for me not the best tactician I ever seen. Sometimes couldn't even pronounce players' names in, in meetings. If they were like, if they were awkward, he'd, he'd be like, uh, "What's his name?" Like you know, <laughs> and then, um, and then, and then you know. But it, but I just got on really well with him. We sort of had a good relationship. So for me, I, I have to say, parts. Mm. That, that speaks volumes, to be fair, that he's gone out of his way to, to keep you part of, of a, a close-knit, in, not, not necessarily in the playing staff, but obviously having some involvement with the football club, obviously saying that, that you're going to go out and scout. And I remember seeing photos here, um, sat in, in the likes of, of, of boxers and in the stands there, um, especially. And even, like you said, when, when you were injured, um, you were still in and around that, that yeah. first team and going into the dressing room at full time. As well, now I would imagine obviously Pod you had a huge impact in, in making that happen for you. Yeah, no, and and speaking before because obviously we had a lot of fondness like the French. One player that sticks to mind was so say if I was we were playing Arsenal next week, um, and I'd do a little report and stuff, and the, all the players knew I was going to watch games for the club and do a little report 
I put it on his desk. It's how oh, cheers, how was it? Blah, blah, blah. Whether he read it, I don't know. He was always like, you know, yeah, yeah, pop it on my desk. Yeah, I'll have a little look at that later. I it didn't bother me if he read it or not because I I felt like I'd done something. Mm. Um, but players were then coming up to me, and the one player who sticks to mind asking me for just information on wingers was Matthew Debussy. He would always come to me and say like, "How how did he play last week?" and you know, um, what what was he good at? And I, I'd give him a little rundown of like the left winger, and it's like, well, even if I just help him in a little percentage, I've done something. Yeah, no, that that, that that's fantastic. I, I I would imagine that there's not many people know how much of, mm. of an impact pod you had in your, your career, especially in that time and difficult time when, when you were injured, um, because it, it did happen a couple of times at yeah. Newcastle, and, and to be involved, then then that would have just made you feel feel 10 foot tall at that point yeah no it is yeah and any trips away and 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 i wish he didn't take me to benfica because it cost me a few hundred euro uh, <laughs> in, a, in a new telly uh but it, <laughs> you know i was never going to be available for that game but he just he took me because he wanted i was a part of his squad it was people he left at home but i'm injured and he's and you know he's he's making sure i'm with the team going to these games so i look back and think like if i if i do ever you know i do want to become a manager i'll take things especially from him i'll I'll, how he treated me and i know some other players might think different and i didn't treat me like that but i'll then take the things what he gave to me and try Mm. and pass them on in, in 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 my you know experiences when i when when they do come along yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Um, Maddie, have you got anything to add before we wrap this one up, mate? No, uh, not really. I mean, it's 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 you look over like Newcastle's managers, and you know, I, I know Pardew's tenure didn't end too well. I know you must have been there for a lot of times where the fans were pretty much against them because of the forms we were in. But with you thinking so much of of Alan Pardew, did that was that tough for you? See the fans having that that that, that um, looking of horns. Yeah. I, well, Again, it's a results-based business, yeah. and and when it's not got off to the right start in any way, you know, I, I was like, as a player, when you're up there, uh, Ashley's um, puppet and this, that, and the other, and he's only come in because he owes Ashley money and this, that. You know, we as players, I read a lot. You know what I mean? He wants to keep in the loop, um, so it's not got off to the best start, let's say, and then. And then, and then, obviously, then it, Jordan times when it when form dips, it's quite toxic. And, and mm. I couldn't imagine how he's you know he's got his arms folded on the side because he was he never really ever sat down. And I used to like managers who sat down, and uh, just because then like you know they sat he sat down. He's, they're happy when they sat down. They've always stand up, arms crossed, and you know shouting on. He. Um, it probably was, you know, I bet, I bet you at times he just wishes there was a hole in the floor and he just jumped yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. Right, so let, let's let's call it a night on this one. Um, as always, Ryan, thanks very much uh, for joining us tonight. I've really enjoyed this one, to be honest with you, yeah. going, going through the likes of the players that, that you played alongside there, even though you, you, you have done Demobar a disservice and, and not put them 
You just don't love him, mate. Um, I, I just went on. Um, I just went on Wikipedia, and the stats of goals are just they outweigh each other. You know, one one outweighs the other one with how many goals he scored in his career. That's all. Don't worry, mate. We're in control of this, so I'm pretty sure we can edit it to keep them aboard, mate. But yeah, um, thanks as always, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure, um, yeah, and I'm yeah, sure no. we will get you on another time in the future because even if it's obviously I think we've covered most of your time at Newcastle United but it's just great to hear your insight in regards to to looking at it from a professional's point of view in regards to what happens on and off the field and especially with you having that that connection to a lot of the players who are still playing at this moment in time and obviously coaches as well and it's great to hear your opinions on that yeah yeah no no pleasure lads anytime like you said in the last one I'll, I'll see you on a footy pitch and see what he's got for me. Yeah, mate. So, so definitely, when we're allowed to do so, um, we will definitely arrange something where we can all get together and, and let's see who who's best at free kicks. <laughs> who's in goal first? Well, mate, I'm I'm bringing you on goodbye with me. <laughs> <laughs> thanks very much mate and um, thanks yeah. everybody who is uh, either watching or listening and um, it does mean a lot if you do go and subscribe to the youtube channel or podcast wherever you are watching or listening to this and um, thanks very much for your continuous support and um, cheers boys uh we'll see you next time thanks everyone thanks mate sports social podcast network Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.